Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Perich, and I'll be your host. Today we have a special guest. This is Ryan John Band. He is with us uh, during uh, YEC Youth Camp during the summertime, and we just want to spend some time with these guys and just kind of learn a little bit about their ministry and about what that we do. And, and uh, Ryan, thank you for being here. And, and guys, uh, also just uh, tying in on our podcast. I, I've never had four guys here at the same time, so this is going to be interesting. So I'm kind of excited about this. So, so Ryan, let's uh, start off with just tell me a little bit about yourself, and then the guys can introduce themselves. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, my name is Ryan John, and I am a uh, worship leader. And so kind of twofold, my responsibilities and what I do and what I feel like God's called me to do. And the first is I serve on church staff at First Baptist Opelika, Alabama. And um, man, I serve at an amazing church. And in August, I'll have been there eight years. And so they allow me to do contemporary worship. Larson got wide-eyed. Larson plays uh, <laughs> every week with us. And, uh, and, and so it doesn't feel like eight years that I've been there, but the great thing about the church is they're very generous and they allow me to travel and do camps and conferences. And that's how I ended up at the church. Um, did a, did a men's conference, I think like two years in a row for, uh, pastor and he was connected to the church first Baptist of and basically said, Hey man, are you interested in something that's a little bit more permanent outside of just the traveling thing and interim type stuff? And I said, funny, you've mentioned that I've been praying about that. We're about to have our first child and God has just laid on my heart, something a little bit, uh, more consistent and more stable. And I've always had a heart for just the local church. I love the accountability that comes with serving at our church, um, each and every week. And so that was a big deal for me. And so it happened very quickly and literally in a, in a 10 minute phone call conversation, I, I hung up and I called my wife. I said, baby, I, I feel like we belong here and this is where God wants us. And I said, my exact words were, I would be surprised if we didn't end up at this church. I feel like this is where God wants us. And so um, they've been very gracious to allow me to continue to travel. And so I get to continue to do uh, camps and conferences and D-Nows and that kind of stuff. And so um, that's how we ended up here. And so this week here, um, just leading worship at Carson Springs. And next week we'll be in Linden Valley with um, the state uh, camp YEC there. And so just a great opportunity to uh to, to just lead worship and take part in ministry so um but i man i'm gonna throw it to these other guys and let them introduce themselves so we we know who else is on with us i'm brent brent now i'm from alabama i play keys in the band um but i'm on staff at first baptist church kingsport tennessee been there a little over two years i'm elijah clark uh, i play the bass i attend church at east ridge community church in covington georgia Hey, I'm Larson Kinsall. I've been, uh, I'm from Auburn, Alabama. I've been attending uh, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Like he said, Ryan said earlier, I've been playing with him for a very long time, and I really was shocked when you said eight years coming up. But yeah, <laughs> I've been playing drums there for a while. So. Yeah, the problem is he's been trying to get rid of me for a couple oh, of those yeah. years. <laughs> and so he rolled his eyes like, man, eight years, I'm no, failing. Man, yeah. No. <laughs> 
Well, since you're all in different locations, and how does this work? How how do you all come together as a man? How do you even practice? I mean, of course, you can do everything virtual now, but I'm sure I'm not. Are, do you do it virtual? Yeah. So most all of it is virtual. Um. So we have, and 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 here's kind of the deal on band members is like we all have full time jobs and ministries and things that we're doing or school or something like that, and so we pull different band members at different times based on availability. But I have a pool of guys that basically are on just the list to call. And so these guys get calls randomly to, uh, Hey man, we have this event. Can you make it? Can you, you know, and sometimes there's a different need based on the venue. And so a certain guy may get a call or something. Um, you know, obviously, um, it's hard for Brent to make a whole lot anymore just because of location and the distance that he travels. So this one being in Tennessee, he was one of my first calls and I said, Hey man, I've got something in Tennessee that just fits. And so, um, but as far as rehearsals, there are (laughs) for us and a lot of bands do it like this, this sounds really horrible, but there are no rehearsals for this. And so basically what happens is we have some resources online that we use and these guys get an email to an invite where we kind of post the songs and they have the opportunity to, uh, to just rehearse at home. And then we come together and we'll get a sound check and a quick run through and then that's it. But, um, and I think that just speaks to, uh, the level of excellence, excellence that these guys bring to the table that they, they love the Lord. And, and, and I think there's a difference, you know, we could get in the whole conversation about being perfect as versus being excellent. And we believe that God's called us to excellence and these guys are excellent at their instrument. Um, but coupled with that is the heart factor, um, of them just loving the Lord. And so, yeah, everything goes online. They run it at home, um, and practice at home on their own time. And then we come in and we get a sound check and a run through and that's it for us. Um, and then it's just, it's just worship and we go. So when you, when you first come in, I guess that's the first time you've seen each other for a little while. And so, uh, absolutely. And there's already a level of chemistry. I mean, on some level, because we have played at church before and there has been that trust earned anybody who they've all been in the worship team, um, at first Baptist Opelika. And so we've played together for a period of time and, um, or several times. And I know, uh, what they're capable of instrumentally. I mean, you know, when someone brings us in for a camp like this, they're expecting excellence. And so we got to make sure that, uh, we're we're doing a good job, you know, (laughs) you can't just get up there and blow it. And so, so there's a trust factor there with these guys. And again, twofold, going back to two different issues, the musical ability and their heart. I need to know that I can trust you. I mean, we're we're putting you around students and around kids. And um, and so we've just got to be very, very careful. And I've got to be able to trust them in their hearts. And um, I mean, these guys I completely trust. So what's the process? When you all are coming to an event, what's the process of preparing uh, yourselves to come to this. What 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 is it like? Uh, I, um, <laughs> everybody, I everybody looks at each other. Who, I who's always going? get nervous before these things, <laughs> like because I know Ryan puts a no Ryan puts a lot of trust into us to be prepared. Um, and you know we we all want to get the call again to to be back and and play around and be with these guys. Um, so I, I do a lot of practicing and um, and this this week we're playing three songs. Um, that are newer that that haven't been on our rotation um, before, and so I'm pretty much nervous the whole week leading up to. Like, I gotta make sure I got this right because I know Larson's gonna be prepared, I know Brent's gonna be prepared, and none of us want to be like the low man on the totem pole, and so we all want to kind of bring it. Um, and so I, I I often get nervous. I'm like, oh, I, I gotta be on it. Am I am I gonna play it the right way this time? Is it gonna happen? Yeah, for me, it's about the same thing. It's it's you spend that time, you look over the sets once you get once you get them. And you start practicing and you're like, I hope 
I'm about the standard and you push yourself a <laughs> yeah. little bit. I mean, and there's a point though, once you've been doing this for a while and like you said that we added some new songs, those are, in, those end up being the only ones you end up practicing because you've played the other ones so many times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is a, it's a step on stage. It's still, still a little nervous every yeah. once in a while. So yeah, same for me. So you're preparing for your events and obviously you have a passion to build, to um, lead youth students into worship. And so where did that all begin? Where did that passion for that to begin in your lives? Uh, for me, I think it was a passion of music um, that was there. Uh, from a young age, always very musically inclined. And not saying that uh, with a big head or that I was perfect. It was just always something there. And, and I remember um, when I felt like I had first missed the call into the ministry and then came back a few years later and accepted it. My mom came to me and said, you know, when we dedicated you as an infant, you know, we, we said, you know, Lord, he's yours and he needs to do whatever you want him to do. Mm-hmm. And so that was more of a confirmation because, and I guess at that point, 20 something years of my life, I had never heard my mom say that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that confirmation from the Lord and then, uh, getting in to different churches on an interim basis. And actually that's how I met Ryan through a mutual friend. Uh, that's how I got to first Baptist Opelika. And I already had the skill set to play, but at that point I wasn't very contemporary. I had been trained classically, went to school for piano performance. And so, you know, that kind of goes along with what I said, the music was already there and the passion was there, but I really didn't know what to do or how to, uh, accomplished the goal to, that the Lord I felt like had set in front of me. And so Ron really put me on a good path there at First Baptist Opelika and uh, actually met my wife who was singing on the praise team there at First Baptist Opelika. First Baptist Opelika is the central core to all this. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a big magnet. So she and I got married and uh, at that point I was already on staff full-time as a worship pastor in a church in the area. And I came to Ryan, I said, man, I just, I feel like I need some, I need more. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting enough of what I feel like the Lord's called me to do. And so Ron, you know, Ron's, you know, very carefully, well, we'll, we'll take you and see, you know, if it works out. And uh, I don't know if he meant, meant it that way or what, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, we'll just see what happens. And he knew I could play. I'd played with him before. And right. so I went and, you know, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And slowly but surely it built into something more. And and then it came to where every time we were gone, I was gone with Ryan. And uh, I think Larson's become that now. And, and it's so cool watching Ryan, you know, teach people that way and uh, really building us into what the Lord has called us to do. And maybe not necessarily as a minister on staff or something like that, but somebody in a school system, somebody still in college, you know, you know, being able to use their talents and their passion for that. I, from a young age, ninth or 10th grade for me, I remember the first time I ever heard the verse in Proverbs, train a child up in the way he should go when he's old, he won't depart from it. That was, I just remember reading it for the first time and being like, oh, that's, that's what I've been called to do. And so that and my, my gifts and talents of being musically inclined, um, I've always thought of music as, as the vehicle to help me minister to people and to get people to Jesus. Um, and, and I mean, the, the, the vehicle changes, I, I, I have degrees in music like uh, Brent, and now I teach uh, high school theater. And so now I still, even today, use theater as the vehicle to get people. Uh, and while I can't be like outspoken about my faith at, at school, but 
I still use that as the vehicle to encourage and help. And, and maybe one day these kids will find Jesus and remember the words that I've spoken and say, Oh wait, he, he told me that was scripture that he told me that one time. So, Mm -hmm. um, but, but music is the vehicle and we get to do all this fun, crazy stuff and get to know kids from all across the Southeast. And it's just a blast. I know that COVID changes everything, so we don't really know. But if you were to look into the future and to just make some sort of guess of where you think worship within maybe more of a camp setting, where do you think, what do you think people, is it going to change? You know, will locations change? Will not necessarily way people worship, but maybe how they respond? What do you kind of see in the future? Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's a really tough to kind of guess and gauge what's going to happen. I mean, from all the stuff that I've seen and 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 my perspective, not only being on the road um, doing this stuff with camps and conferences, but also being on church staff and Mm -hmm. watching how churches deal with stuff. Because I've gotten a lot of guys who go, "There's there's like what I what I refer to as the post COVID weirdness going on right now, and we are trying to figure out." And I say we, as in just ministers Mm -hmm. and churches and what is normal and how do we get back there? And that seems to be everybody's goal. Um, but I think that there will be uh, more caution. I think there, there will be more attentiveness to uh, medical uh, issues going forward. But uh, but I think everybody is appreciative of just kind of a, a normal atmosphere of being able to interact. And so, um, you know, I, that's just such a tough question of where things are going to land. But, but from what I'm seeing, everybody's just trying to get back to like almost the pre-COVID state. And, and I'm watching ministers right now who, um, you know, Jay's done a great job, but a lot of ministers out there got such uh, in a routine of planning and canceling that they stopped planning. And so now they're getting to a point where they're like, and, and it just kind of was like, well, I'm tired of planning things because I continue to have to cancel these events. And so let's just pull back on even the planning aspect um, which I think we just need to be really careful of. And so now people are kind of as as mask mandates are being lifted and we're kind of getting back to quote unquote normal. They're figuring out, oh, now I've got to get back in the habit of planning ahead because everybody's almost reacting last minute. And so I think that it's just going to take a little bit of time for us to kind of get back to the normal mindset of, okay, I need to plan in advance, be prepared, get ready. Um, when the planning is last minute, the invitations go out last minute and it's harder for venues to schedule things and get things ready because you're not inviting your kids to the last minute because you're not even sure if you can pull off an event. And that just kind of be the subconscious mindset that took place for a while. And so everybody's just trying to adjust to that. So as far as the future, I, I don't know. I don't think there'll be a whole lot different. I think, um, venues will be prepared to, uh, at least keep uh, Bible study rooms. How do we how do we manage and, and be prepared for smaller rooms and sleeping arrangements? You know what are our uh, protocols of something as there is a breakout or a sickness or something like that that takes place and maybe have a little bit more of a backup plan than than they've had in the past. So I think it's going to call in the future for a little bit more preparation. Well, in different states are very. I mean, Tennessee is pretty yes. pretty much open. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, getting very much yeah. to the open. You know, Georgia stage. may not be so much. Georgia's Georgia's about half and half. It depends on who you ask and what yeah. time of day it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the weather in Georgia. You never know what you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you, I know you've placed a, a few places since uh, COVID. And I don't know if you did any during that that year. 
or yeah. not. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So coming out of this, what? How is youth responding? Have you found that they are more engaged or about the si- same or maybe less? What What's your feeling when you're when you're leading? Uh, those students to worship in venues like this? How are they responding? Yeah, so uh, immediately after COVID, when COVID hit, you know, everything got canceled. I guess March is when things kind of hit with COVID. And then the summer, almost everything got canceled. But when late summer hit, I mean, we even had a church call us, I think, to come play in July, um, which really started it back. And things just started going crazy because guys were antsy and wanting to do things. And we saw some churches do really well and encourage their students to worship. And we also walked into um, some events that were, forgive the terminology, just a little bit awkward, you know, because students are wearing masks and they're spaced out and they don't know how to respond. We've been at D-Nows where guys separated every single chair. We've been at D-Nows and events and and camps and conferences where they uh, separated out the student ministry. So each section of student ministry had their own area that they sat. And and I think there was such a long time of no social interaction that the students and the ministers were all really antsy and really excited to kind of get back to that. And so the life feeding into, hey, we're a large group, you know, just the community of believers, being able to meet together provides such energy. And I think we missed out on that a lot of groups last summer that yeah I feel like there's an excitement this year um, to just be a part of something that last year we didn't really get to take part in and so I think there is an excitement right now and just an appreciation for the fact that we can do something that we didn't get to and maybe that sense of we took it for granted for so long there's that appreciation of, hey, we're finally able to meet back together. So I, I sense a little bit more engagement um, with worship because of that simple factor. So how do you guys, how did you feel during that time that you weren't playing, uh, go, weren't going uh, to events and stuff? I mean, did you feel a little like you were you know, lost or what was your feeling? So it was a little weird for me because I know that this past summer I was planning on taking classes over the summer and so I already told Ryan hey I think I'm gonna be out this summer I don't think I'm gonna do anything traveling wise with with you and he he was kind of annoyed with me at first <laughs> I was sad I, Not annoyed. I was sad it's like my my buddy told me no yeah but it was just really funny because just as we got closer um to March when everything shut down I just I felt the Lord tugging at me and so I ended up being like you know what actually, Ryan, if you have some stuff that you don't have scheduled with another drummer, I'd love to do it, you know? And I ended up being like, all right, I'm not going to take any summer classes. And then March hit, and um, I was not signed up for any classes or anything in the summer. And it's funny because I was looking at it, and I really would not have been able to travel. Like at the end of July, when we finally started getting some um, stuff that was being rescheduled, that kind of deal. But, I mean, when it shut down, though... It was very weird because for me, and you'll hear it from other students having to go to classes online, that was really weird. And then for us at church, we for what was it, two or three weeks that they replayed um, previous worship sessions on the live stream. And so it was weird just literally not doing anything. And I I got antsy. I know for a fact. And I know these guys, they, they did too. And it's just weird. It was so weird for us. But I know that when we got Ryan called me and said, Hey, we got somebody that's trying to schedule a little conference um, at the end of the summer. 
I was like, it's not going to happen. You know, because you got, I got into that mindset of the way that everything was with COVID is just going to get canceled. And I cannot tell you how excited I was to get in Ryan's Tahoe and drive <laughs> to where we were going. And it was, it was just, it was such a awesome experience getting to re, relive that. It's something that, you know, after a while you get to meet all these students at these camps and different churches all over the place. And it, it it's something that you get used to in a way, but I didn't know that that would be something I would miss as much as I did. I think it's one of those things too, that, you know, the call that God's placed on your life. And, and I know that God has a plan and, and there was a reason for COVID and that, mm-hmm. you know, all that, but you know what God's called you to. And so when you're not able to fulfill that calling, mm-hmm. there's a part of you that kind of feels like something's just wrong. Something Absolutely. doesn't sit quite right. And so, um, so kind of be able to get back in the swing of things has been refreshing and just you're, you're answering the call and there's that sense of fulfillment and doing, this is what God's called me to do. And I'm mm-hmm. being obedient mm-hmm. to that call. Well, once you share, I thought we will get kind of conclude here in just a couple of minutes, but share one, maybe if you give you a minute to think one, uh, event that you, uh, performed at, uh, I say performed, uh, it's leading worship in, uh, that was maybe either your most favorite or just something that was just incredible that you've never experienced, uh, since then. Every event is great and every event mm-hmm. is special. Um, there is one that kind of sticks out to me. It's something they do in Alabama. It's called Super Summer. And I think uh, it's one of my favorite events that I've been able to play, um, favorite ministry events. And so I think part of that is these are student leaders hand-selected from around the state and selected by their student ministers as a student ministry leader. And so from the worship standpoint of everyone just being on campus together and then being able to engage in worship, these are your leaders. I mean, these are people who are passionate about the Lord and a larger percentage of them probably are called to ministry. And so, um, you know, I've been at conferences where it's ministers you know, doing it, you've got grown adults, but something about being able to see students and teenagers step into a room and be that passionate about the Lord and know that the Lord's placed a calling on their life to be leaders, man. They were just engaged from the first, you know, the downbeat of the first song, you know, they were just in it. And so just the passion that week, um, for worship and for the Lord was refreshing, um, in the worship room, which is kind of what we're called to do. But even, even outside of that, just around campus, there was just a really great atmosphere and a lot of in-depth Bible study, um, from those students. So, uh, so that one was just really special. I'm going to snatch this one up before Elijah does. Um, we've, we've done some really cool ones, um, and been around some big ones and some small ones. And a lot of times the small ones are more fun because you get to know everybody a little better. But uh, it was one year, and I want to say it was 2016, I can't remember, but First Baptist of Palaika's D now uh, was a last-minute drop in the worship team because the worship leader was trying to adopt a child, I believe from China, somewhere over in Asia, and they got the call, and they had to go. And literally, it was like the Tuesday or something like that before the Friday, and it was, hey, hey Brent, we're doing this, you know, and yeah, I want to do it. And that event was so much fun. Yeah. Because, and it was Ron, me, Elijah, we had an electric player, I don't remember his name, and then Andrew, Roger yeah. was playing drums, who, uh, a guy that plays drums at first bed, so like, and it was so much fun, and it was because we didn't have any time to think about it, it was just, we just gotta do it, and it was, it was a blast, it was, and it was, I didn't play Sunday morning, 
but Friday night, Saturday morning, sat, uh, Saturday night, and it was it was it was just great. Uh, mine's not particularly a, a Ryan John event. At my church, we have a, a celebrate recovery program that meets every Thursday night, and I, I I call it a privilege that I get to lead worship every week because it's it's not just like everybody thinks celebrate recovery. It's like oh, drug addictions, alcohol addictions. That's only like five percent of the people we have of the two hundred or so that come every week. A, a different struggles and and whatever they have, um, but those guys they they worship, and mm-hmm. it's just so cool to see a body of believers that are just calling out the sin in their life and worshiping and then finding out how to deal with their struggles. Um, and just every, this summer I'm, I'm, I'm up there helping every week and it's just been a, an absolute blast to be with those people. I think for me was probably one of the, I guess it was the second event that we did when um, COVID kind of was, I don't want to say wrapping up because it was not at all. But um, the second event I think that we did was in Dothan um, at a church called Heritage Baptist Church. And it was probably my favorite ones. And I don't know why it just sticks out to me. But these kids were on fire for the Lord. And what was crazy was seeing them wear their masks and worship and they did not care one bit. They just wanted to be there and worship and um, listen to God's word for them. And what was crazy was the amount, not only the amount of kids, but just the, I don't even want to say it's like a percentage that were just seemed like they're on fire, but it was, it just sticks in my head so much. And just like some of the relationships that we formed there. And there's some other ones that we've, we did right after COVID was kind of, kind of wrapping up that just stick in my head. Even that one, the first one we did was honestly a little awkward. Uh, (laughs) Like he was talking about kids spread out everywhere and just so much space between them having to wear masks. But that one still sticks in my head because we met some incredible kids that were just wanting to just be there and worship and just be back at the church, worshiping the Lord together. That's just something that I feel like I recognized in that period of time was that there's something about worshiping together with um, other believers and it's just something so special. Well, now uh, guys, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and sitting down with me, but Ryan, if someone's listening right now and they want to get some information about your, you guys, the band, where would they find that? Yeah, they can go to ryanjohn.com, R-Y-A-N-J-O-H-N.com, and email and contact. We have a contact page on there. Okay, great. Yeah. And we will give a recommendation as well. So. Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> You're a good dude. <laughs> well, I appreciate you just sharing your story. And, and uh, you know, it's always great to be able to have a, a band here, especially if they are leading our students to, to in worship here at Carson Springs or at Linda Valley. So, uh, so, you know, next week, these guys will be at Linda Valley. Uh, if you're listening, you're bringing your church there for uh, uh, YEC Youth Camp, then you'll get to meet them. And so there's some great guys. If you are listening to us right now and you like to, to uh, like what you're hearing and you're listening on either Spotify or iTunes, please leave a comment or just subscribe. That will help others to be able to, to access this, this great resource as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Ryan or his band or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. 
Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.